Stay tuned for the golden days of radio in just one moment. When lifting things, you do your best. If with a lot of strength you're blessed, but do your muscles get a rest? Make up your mind. You might outlift the guy who lacks them, but trying hard to overtax them could wreck your sacroiliac some. Make up your mind. This is Ephraim Zimbalist Jr. of the FBI television series. What's in a name? In the United States Army, the word private has always designated the ordinary soldier. But as any recruit will tell you, there's nothing ordinary about a private. Originally, the private was privy to general officers and served in the private quarters of the commander. There is also nothing ordinary about the name Richard. It is of Teutonic origin and designates a powerful ruler. What's in a name? Plenty. Next, the golden days of radio. This is Frank Brzee welcoming you to the golden days of radio. Great moments from radio programs of the past with the world's most famous personalities. Those memorable moments when everyone listened to enjoy the make-believe world of radio. On this program, we are featuring Frank Sinatra and Dean Martin, the Easy Aces, and a sequence with the Great Gildersleeve. It's party time once again with the president and chairman of the board. For all who have asked, here's Dean Martin and Frank Sinatra. When you smile, yeah, when you smile, show up the whole world. Why don't you wear a Confederate suit and be a loser? <laughs> oh, we'll never, yeah, when you you don't want to smoke one of my cigarettes there on the fly? We'll burn them up. When you're crying, ain't no name on it. That'll be in the paper. They haven't. Oh, just to keep us smiling. Why the whole world smiles with you? Come fly with me, let's fly, let's fly away. If you can use some exotic booze, there's a bar in far Bombay. Come fly with me, let's fly, let's fly away. Come fly with me, let's float down to Peru. Thank you very much. Who the hell is he? Lama Lamb, there's a one man, you got the wrong moves. Come on, fly with me, we'll fly off the blue. They say. Once I get you up there, baby, where the air is rarefied. I was up there. We'll just glide. Starry eyes. Once I get you up there, I got this from Dr. Crone. 
I'll be holding you so near, you might hear angels cheer because we're together. And weather-wise, it's such a cuckoo day. He really swings. You just say the words, I say swing them up. We'll go down to Acapulco Bay. Hey, it's perfect for a flying honeymoon, they say. Come fly with me. Let's fly, let's fly away. I can't give you anything but love. That's the only thing I've planned. Baby. Now look at here. You dream a while, you scheme a while. You're sure to find happiness and all that gas. Gee, I'd like to see you looking as well. Baby. Diamond bracelet, Woolworth, would not stand to be. One of the early 15-minute radio serials starred Goodman and Jane Ace as the Easy Aces. Here's an excerpt from one of their programs, originally broadcast in 1934. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Easy Aces. Once again, the strains of Manhattan Serenade introduce Easy Aces, radio's distinctive laugh novel. Well, Jane Ace still has a big problem on her hands with her Aunt Louise was offered to take her on a trip around the world if she'll leave Mr. Ace for a year. Added to that, Aunt Louise offers Jane her fortune when the trip's over. But Jane still hesitates about leaving Ace after seeking advice from neighbors and from friends. Our scene now is the Ace's bungalow where we find Jane talking things over with her husband. Listen. What do you mean, try to get it in advance? I said an advance. That's what I said. In advance of going, you mean? Well, yes, sort of. I mean, well, let's try to see if your aunt's on the level with this proposition that she made you about giving all all her money to you after you come back from the trip. She's pretty tricky, you know. What uh, what redress would we have if you went with her on a trip and then uh, when you came back home, she refused to give you the money? Oh, she wouldn't do that. How oh, could she'd say? do anything. Personally, I believe she thought up this whole scheme just to split us up. She doesn't like me at all, and it's just a fiendish idea on her part to separate us. Now, if she's on a level about this, well, she won't mind putting it in writing. 
Oh, well, I'll ride when we go. I'll ride every day. I don't know about her, but I'll keep what riding. What are you talking about, Jay? I said... Listen to me. Well, you get this straight. Here's what I've been trying to explain to you for the past hour. If your aunt so insisted on your going, let's see how honest she is with that promise about giving you all that money when you come back from the trip. Let's, uh, let's get an advance. Better give you a check. Let's see some money around here. How much? Well, we've got to think that over, have some definite understanding. You ought to ask for uh, several thousand dollars. Several thousand? Well, why not? Since she says she's going to leave the whole thing to you anyhow, what difference does it make to her if you ask her for several thousand dollars advance? Let her give you a check for, uh, well, say about $5,000 advance, just to show good faith. 5000 Sure. It's a hundred to one bet she won't give it to you anyhow, and that can be your excuse for not going. It proves that she doesn't mean it about leaving you all her money when you come back from the trip. But $5,000. Why not? Well, it's all right with me, dear. I'd like to see me get it. Well, then we can start at 5000 and then come down to an agreeable figure, a little at a time. But we won't come down any lower than 2000 That's the rock bottom. It ought to be worth 2000 to her to prove that she's on a level with this proposition that she's made you. 2000 all right. That's the least you'll take. Yes, but how can I ask her? I mean, what do you want me to say to well, her? Well, tell her that you talked it over with me and that we'd like to have an advance. An advance on the money that she promised to leave you after you come back. Just to show good faith. Ask her for a check for that amount. All right, $2,000. Hey, I said $5,000, did not I? You said we'd take two. I said we'd come down to two, a little at a time. Oh, hell, she won't give me $5,000. Oh, now, if you're going into this thing half-heartedly, you won't get any more than two. You're going to ask her for five. She'll probably blow up, but you insist that I want you to have an advance, and she'll make you a counteroffer. Beg pardon? A counteroffer. Well, like... Well, suppose you say $5,000 and she says it's too much. And she says she'll give you 1000 That 1000 is her counteroffer. But you said not anything less than 2000 Well, sure not less than 2000 After she says 1000 you uh, laugh it off. Oh, <laughs> like that? Well, roughly, yes. Well, shall I go in and ask her now? No, no, not while I'm here. I'm, uh, I'll tell you what, I'll go out. I want to go down and get some cigars anyway. Then you talk to her. All right. I think I'll go now. She'll be asleep pretty soon. It'll be too late. All right, I have to let her know right away because she wants to go on a trip this week at the latest. Suppose she gives me the check, then I'll have to go. Well, she hasn't given it to you yet. Plenty of time to think about that later on. I'm going. Now, you get the work, Jane. I will. I'll give you plenty of time. I'll stall along. All right. Good luck, dear. Well, why wish me good luck? You're the one. Well, who... I hope they have the kind of cigars you want. You hope that... No, is it that all? Harold Perry starred every Wednesday night in the popular situation comedy, The Great Gildersleeve. there's a meeting of the Jolly Boys Club tonight, but there's one thing the great Gildersleeve is a stickler for. No matter where he's going, he never lets anything interfere with that quiet hour he spends with his little family. Uh, what are you doing, Marjorie? Knitting a sock for Bronco. One sock? Pretty big. 
What's she going to do? Wear it on both feet? <laughs> Let's see. Four plus 11. Doing your homework, Leroy? Now, figuring out how many days I don't have to go to school between now and 1950. Oh, my. <laughs> Four days at Thanksgiving, 11 at Christmas. Only 15. Yes, sir. Wonder why there has to be a million more school days than there are holidays. What a mean way to treat little kids. Leroy, what's the matter with you in school? Nothing the matter with me. School's dull, that's all. Now, my boy, school isn't dull. It's a lot of fun. Are you kidding? Algebra, history, hygiene. I'm not referring to your studies, young man. There's all sorts of interesting activities in school that can make your work seem easier. What do you do during recess? I eat lunch. You... <laughs> Why don't you participate in the sports? You didn't even go out for touch football. Oh, I can't run fast enough. Well, what about the folk dancing they have at school? You can run fast enough for that. Folk dancing? Duh. They wanted Leroy to join the glee club last year, but oh no. Glee club. That's moldy. Leroy. <laughs> you aren't trying to find interesting things at school. You're fighting it. Let's have a little change of attitude, my boy. Yeah. Christmas is coming, you know. And I have a feeling that Santa Claus will be a little more generous to boys who are interested in school. You think so, Unc? Well, I wouldn't doubt it. Okay, I'll try. <laughs> That's a boy. Let's see. 10 plus 24 equals 34. Yeah, see, Marjorie? Leroy's more interested in his homework already. Homework? I'm figuring how many days it is till Santa Claus gets generous. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> P.V. Oh, hello, Mr. Gildersleeve. <laughs> what can I do for you today? P.V., I missed you at the Jolly Boys Club the other night. I'm sorry I couldn't make it. You gentlemen have a pleasant evening at the club? P.V., there wasn't anybody there but Floyd and me. And frankly, I'm a little disturbed about our attendance. That's all? Certainly. <laughs> right at the holiday season when we should be getting together, we seem to be drifting apart. Well, I hadn't thought of that. P.V., do you still have your violin? Oh, yes. Do you play it? Oh, my, yes. At night, after we've done the dishes, I often play and Mrs. P.V. hum. Yeah. <laughs> Good. Uh, I've got a surprise for you, P.V. I'm going to organize a Jolly Boys band. Okay. A Jolly Boys band. There are five of us. We'll have a little quintet. Now, you'd be interested in attending the Jolly Boys meetings if we played music, wouldn't you, P.V.? Well, yes. But uh, who'd be playing in the band, Mr. Gildersleeve? Why, all of us. My, my. <laughs> Peavy, I haven't said anything about this, but I've recently taken up the trombone. Mm, don't say. Yeah. I used to play the bugle at military school. Well, here comes Chief Gates. We'll talk to him about it. Hello, fella. Oh, hello, Chief. Chief, what did you play when you were in school? Well, don't tell anybody, but I played hooky. Ho, 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 ho. Goodness. Uh, Mr. Gildersleeve has quite an idea here, Chief. You bet. I'm organizing a Jolly Boys band. Say, that is quite an idea. Did you ever play any musical instruments, Chief? Well, I used to be pretty good on the bass drum. Bass drum? Well, that was when we had the old police band. Well, good. That's great, Chief. Now, all I have to do is see Judge Hooker. We already have a piano, trombone, violin, and a bass drum. <laughs> As Guy Lombardo says, we'll make the sweetest music this side of heaven. Well, no, I wouldn't say that. Oh, 
What do you think of the idea, Judge? It's most fascinating, Gilda. What instrument are you going to play? Well, I'm going to play the trombone. Mm-hmm. Knowing you, I thought it would be one of the wind instruments. <laughs> All right, Judge, if you're not interested... Oh, I am. I haven't had my trusty flute out of the trunk in years. A flute? Hey, that's just what we need. Splendid. Judge, you get your flute out of the mothballs and be at the Jolly Boys Club this evening. I'll be glad to, Gildy. Have you done anything about arrangements? Why, certainly. I'm making a... Arrangements? Musical arrangements for the individual instruments. Well, I thought we'd just improvise. Oh, we can't do that, Gildy. Each musician must have his own music. Now, why don't you select something suitable, go down to the music store and see Yasha Mitz. Yasha Mitz? You mean the fellow with the goatee? Yeah. He makes arrangements for a very small fee. Well, if you think that's necessary... Absolutely. I'd suggest something simple like Waltz of the Flowers by Tchaikovsky. Waltz of the Flowers? It's wonderful for a small group, Gildy. something mighty nice about a music store. May I help you? Yeah, nicer than I thought. Do you wish something? Uh, yes. Is Mr. Yasha Mitz in? No, he just went out to lunch. Oh, well, I wanted him to make an arrangement for a little musical group, Quintet. Well, I'm sure he'd like to. Uh, what selection did you wish arranged? Well, I thought I might talk that over with Mr. Mitz. How about that uh, waltz of the flowers? Oh, what are the instruments in your group? I'd better write them down for Mr. Mitz. Oh, yeah. Well, we have a piano, of course. Yes, of course. Violin. Violin. Flute. Flute. Bass drum. A bass drum? Yeah, that's right. And trombone. Oh. Well, I'm sure Mr. Mitz will be quite interested in working this out. Oh, you think so? Well, good. I'd like to have the arrangement this evening. Well, that might be rushing him a little. Well, tell him to arrange as much as he can. We're just amateurs. <laughs> yes, well, uh, I'll give this to Mr. Mitz. Thank you. Will there be anything else? No, thanks. Um, well, um, come to think of it, there is something else. Yes. When Mr. Mitz starts arranging that flute part that goes dee-dee-dee-dee-dee, tell him to make it for the trombone. <laughs> <laughs> that tub of ice, Phoebe. Yeah, well. Hi, George. It certainly is good to have all the jolly boys here at the club again. Say, where's Hooker? He'll be along. Well, I'll pass out the music. Floyd, here's the piano part. Okay, Commish. Phoebe, here's the part for violin. Well, it says first violin. And only violin. <laughs> <laughs> Chief, you get the drum arrangement. Thank you, Commissioner. Chief, you've got a hole in your drum. Well, we used to play at the baseball games. Foul ball. Oh, my. <laughs> well, it doesn't hurt the tone any. Listen. <laughs> Sounds like you singing, Chief. Uh, hey, is this the kind of stuff we're going to play? What's the matter with it, Floyd? Waltz of the flower. Whoop! I'm a butterfly flitting from flower to flower. <laughs> Floyd, if it's good enough for Tchaikovsky, it's good enough for you. Yeah, well, I'll soon tell you. Is that the way it goes, Floyd? Well, that's the gist of it. If I played all the notes wrote down here, I'd have to be an octopus. <laughs> all right, Floyd. Are you all tuned up, Peavy? I think so. Good. 
Let's hear the first violin part. Yeah, well. Yeah. You better rosin up, Peavy. <laughs> But it is very good, though, Pete. Mm, thank you. What's that? Sounds like a flute. Must be the judge. Well, what do you know? Hi, judge. Good evening, gentlemen. I'm the spirit of 76. That looks like the flute that played it. <laughs> <laughs> and the judge looks like the fellow who played the flute. Yeah. <laughs> now, now, gentlemen. Gildy, did you have the arrangements made? Yeah, here's what you're supposed to play, Judge. Thank you. Say, Commissioner, I've been looking at this music and the drum doesn't have anything to do until page three. It's a waltz, Chief. Just beat waltz time. Well, shall we begin? I know the piece very well myself. Yeah, let's take a run over it. All right. Now, everybody start together, please. One, two, three. your glasses on, Hooker, you were way off. I was way off. You weren't even playing in the same key. What? No, just a minute. If you ask me, there wasn't anybody playing in the same key. <laughs> Floyd is a piano player. You're a good barber. Yeah, well, you ain't no Gabriel on that horn, either. Fallas, <laughs> fallas, let's all be jolly boys. I, for one, no longer care to be a jolly boy. Where's my flute case? That's probably what you've been playing on. <laughs> Give me my trombone. I'm going home. Me too. Oh, let's quit kidding ourselves. This is the best meeting we ever had. Well, it has been rather lively. Sure. <laughs> let's forget the band and go back to singing. Yeah, that suits me. <laughs> my baritone is better than my trombone anyway. Well, now, I wouldn't say that. Peavy! <laughs> Come on, let's go, gang. I love the That wraps up another edition of the Golden Days of Radio. I hope you've enjoyed the past half hour. This is Frank Brzee in Hollywood, California, inviting you to join me next time for more great moments from radio programs of the past. This is the American Forces Radio and Television Service.